testimonio
Pastor Dennis, for such a powerful worship. I am so excited to see each and every one of you. It's been a minute, but by the grace of God, we are here again. Today, we are doing a little bit different. So I'm going to ask um, the, the, the kids to do their memory verses. I have Graylon, I have Solomon and Deborah. And uh, yes, uh, and CJ. So get ready even as we start with Graylon for his memory vice. Please put yourself on video so that we can see you. Yes, 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 as you put your hands together for Graylon. Yes, with his memory vice. Amen. Are you ready, Graylon? Yes, ready. yes, we are ready. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Amen, Graylon. Praise God again. Amen. I'm going to be sharing two memory verses from the book of Psalm 27, verse 1 to 14. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. 
Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing that I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me under his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted above all my enemies around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your ways, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, such as breathe out violence. Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this age, against a spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having guarded your waist with the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. Amen, Graylon. Wow, wow, Graylon. Wow, glory be to God. Now it's Solomon and Deborah. Are you guys ready? Let's hear you. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Philip, 
Philip? One by one. Okay. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Whatever you do, do with all your heart as working for the Lord, but not human masters. Philippians, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. I can do everything through Christ, he who gives me strength. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So are you guys saying it offhand? Good job. Good job. CJ, are you ready, CJ? Uh, Miss Kwan, let's ask one. Okay, okay, awesome. Okay, good. Who gives the poor the last nothing? Say again. Who gives the poor? Who gives the poor the last nothing? Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Proverbs 27, 28. <laughs> amen, Thank you. amen, amen. Good job, good job. CJ, are you ready? Yes. Go ahead. Psalms, we can see you, though. We can see you. There you go. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. Blessed is the man who walks not the counsel of ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scornful, but in his life, but his life is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Amen. Amen. Good job, CJ. Good job. Anybody else? Any 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 other child that wanted to say a memory verse before we go to the next step? All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And now we're going to move to uh, Carlton. Go ahead and take over. Amen. Amen. God's story. Two sons and a father. So part of God's story is about Jesus wanting us to know how much God loves us. Sometimes Jesus taught by using parables. A parable is a pretend story that teaches us a lesson. Jesus once told a parable about two brothers and a dad, and it begins like this. This dad had two sons. We call one the older son because he's, well, older. We call the other the prodigal son because he liked to waste money buying things he didn't need. One day, the prodigal son went to his dad and said, Dad, give me my share of your money. See, he knew when his dad died, he and his brother would split the money, but he didn't want to wait for his dad to get old and sick and die. He wanted money now. You might think most dads would say, no way, but his dad actually gave it to him. Kids, remember, this is a parable. I wouldn't try that at home. Anyway, the son took the money and ran away. We don't even know if he said goodbye. And for a while, he bought everything he wanted. He bought stuff for his friends, too. He had so much fun spending money that he never bothered to earn it. Soon, he had nothing left. So now he needed a job to buy food. Problem is, the only job he could find was working for a farmer, feeding pigs. You know, animals that enjoy snorting and rolling around in the blood. And to make matters worse, his friends stopped liking him since he stopped buying them things. Although people who hang around just because you're buying them things are not real friends. Here was the prodigal son, stuck feeding pigs. No friends, no home, and no food. He was so hungry, he wanted to eat the smelly, soggy pig food. He felt pretty sorry he'd run away. Have you ever done something and felt sorry about it later? It's not fun to feel that way, is it? Well, one day, the prodigal son remembered how the people who worked for his dad had lots of food to eat. Hmm, 
He didn't think his dad would want him back as a son, but maybe he could be a servant in his dad's house. But this idea was risky. He had been so mean to his dad. He had taken money and run away. He'd spent every penny. He had acted like he never wanted to see his dad again. The prodigal son knew he didn't deserve to go home. But if he didn't ask his dad for a new job, he could die. So he decided to go back to his dad's house. Well, while the prodigal son was still pretty far away, his father saw him coming. And guess what? His dad started running to him. Then he hugged his son and even kissed him. Really? The Bible says that. In fact, he threw the prodigal son a huge welcome home party and even gave him special gifts. Meanwhile, the older brother was out in the fields working. Kids, remember, this brother had been home the whole time, obeying his dad while his younger brother ran away. So when the older brother found out his dad was throwing a party for his younger brother, he was mad, really mad. He had never gotten a party. He thought his little brother deserved punishment, not a welcome home celebration. Jesus told this story because sometimes we act like the prodigal son. We do things that make God sad, like how the son took his dad's money and ran away. Other times, we act like the older son. We follow God's rules, but forget how special it is to obey him. Maybe we even want people who disobey to get punished instead of being excited when they decide to follow God. But Jesus wants us to know that no matter what we do, he loves us. Just like that, Father. And that's the story of the prodigal son. So, in case you missed it, here's the quick version. There were two brothers. One loved buying stuff. He asked his dad for money. He ran away. He spent the money. He felt sorry. He went back home. His dad threw him a party. The older brother got mad. The dad loved both sons. And no matter what, God loves us, too. And that's a part of God's story. Amen. Amen. That's so powerful. I hope you kids enjoyed. This is going to be an introduction to our sermon today. And without further ado, I would like to invite Evangelist Ogutu. Are you here, Evangelist Ogutu? Yes, I'm here. Amen. Amen. Karibu sana. And um, thank you so much. Santa San, I am preaching from the back seat of my car and so it's not gonna be very comfortable to put video mm. but uh so you will excuse me if i don't put the video but uh, uh we are going to share the word of god thank you so much everyone it's great uh we are taking a paradigm in in, in this in, in this meeting of living effectively uh from uh, we got feedback from uh, the conversation we had last Saturday and we are starting to implement some of those. Uh, you can now see uh, we, we had a segment of memory bars and we continue to make ourselves better. So kids, uh, get ready. This is going to be a powerful takeoff even as we continue uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm stepping in for Pastor John who is busy today uh, and he's the one who really gave out this uh, story to share. And this is a very powerful story. And I want to begin uh, by, before we even go to the PowerPoint, I want to begin by summarizing three things that I see defined in this story. So this story defines three concepts. Uh, one is the concept of character. The second one is the concept of courage. And the third one is the concept of commitment. 
Now, if you look at these, these three concepts, this story is about a father and two sons. So the older son, who was always there with the father, even when the younger son ran away or went and left home, he is a, a definition, he is an epitome of character. He had good character. He was, he was obedient. He was there doing what the father wanted to do him to do. So character defines the older son. The younger son, even though he left home, even though he didn't have character, but he had courage. He was the man who went to the father and told the father, I need you to give me my, my portion of the property. It took courage. It takes courage. And, and we all know, especially con considering that most of us are from Africa, you don't go asking for your father to give you a share of property when he is alive. It doesn't work that way. But this man, young man, Bible calls him prodigal, went and, and asked for his share of the property. That was courage. And there is the third concept, which is commitment. We have just seen from that story, the Bible says the father loved them both. He despised that one of them had character and did not have courage. And the other one had courage and did not have character. Yet the father loved them both. That is commitment. It takes commitment to love people despite their weakness, despite their shortcomings, despite their inadequacies. It takes commitment. So the father was committed. And I want to submit it to us all here that the father is committed to us no matter who we are, no matter our shortcomings, no matter our weaknesses, no matter our, our sinfulness, no matter our strength. The Father is committed to us. So not ever forget the three concepts defined in this story, character, courage, and commitment. Now, character without, uh, character without courage is useless. And courage without character is dangerous. So what am I saying? We need to have both of them and we need to have that commitment that the Father has, was, uh, has towards us. Uh, uh, next slide. Um, Carlton, can you move to next slide, please? So what is a parable? Really, Jesus used a parable to help people to visualize and understand a lesson. A parable is a visualization of a, a story or a, or, or, or a tale to be able to make people understand. Just like we use today to teach our kids, we use stories to teach our kids. Many times when I am sharing Bible stories with, with my children, Benjamin and Anna, I like to, I like to, 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 to objectify, I like to, to make it appear as if it is happening today. So why? So that they can be able to relate with it. Uh, it is a short, simple story of an occurrence, something that occurred or something that is imagined to have occurred uh, and is of a familiar kind. And it has moral or religious lesson. It has a lesson that is, is either going to help us as Christians or a lesson that could help us just as, as citizens to be better people, as human beings, to be morally upright. So in, so in a nutshell, that is a parable. Next slide, please. 
in the parable of the prodigal son, like I say, the father epitomizes and demonstrates commitment. So because the father is committed, the parable of the prodigal son teaches us that God wants to forgive those people who are sinners and those who exalt themselves, those who think that they are righteous, those who, who say, oh, me, I am not like the, like the older son. The real story of, the, of, this, of this parable is demonstrates the father's, not just the father's commitment and not just the father's love, but something very important too, the father's patience, that our God and the father is continuous to love and be patient, even with those people who continuously and consistently dishonor him. It is a beautiful story that demonstrates the love and the determination of God to find those who are lost. And the Bible says, for this cause, the son of man was manifested so that he can save the lost. He can forgive the sinners. And those who keep, those who obey the rules, those who, who take themselves to be good, also have inadequacies and weaknesses. And they also need forgiveness as well. Now let's walk through this scripture together and you will see some very powerful things that happened in this story. And I want to start by asking Calvin to read for us Luke 15, verse 11 to 13. We are going to concentrate today on Luke chapter 15. Calvin read for us 11, 12, and 13 of Luke 15. And he said, there was a man who had two sons, and the younger one of them said to his father, forgive me the share of the property that is coming to me, and he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country, and he squandered his property in worthless living. Amen. Amen. So this is the boy, the, 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 the young man. He tells his father, give me the property that belongs to me. I want the share of your property that belongs to me. And I want it now. And I'm not going to wait until you die. And what does the father do? The father agrees to give him. And the Bible says a few days, a few days later, he packed all his belongings. And I want us to look at it this way. If he had, if the father had uh, real estate, if the father had vehicles, maybe the father had houses, maybe the father had factories. This young man, when he was told by the father, this is yours and this is yours and this is yours. All he did was he sold everything. He converted that into cash and he took his belongings and left. And the Bible says, he went to a distant land. He went far away and he wasted all his money on wild living. He wasted all his money on, on sinful life. How many times have we wasted what we have been given either by our parents or by our God 
instead of staying with it and taking care of it. He didn't even invest. As we saw in the story, he didn't even earn it. He simply wasted it. Sometimes when we, we get what is not what, what we have not worked for, we a lot of times we end up wasting it. But the, the, the core of this story is that even though this young boy was courageous, but he didn't have, he lacked that character. He lacked that ability to be someone who can be able to learn to be humble and use that which he has been given effectively. And, and so God is reminding us today through his word that we may be people who are bold and courageous, but we need to less and commingle that boldness. We need to commingle that courage with character. Halton, read for us uh, verse 14 to 17, please. Verse 14 to 17, it says, verse 14 to 17, and when he had said everything, a severe famine arose in the country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to, he was longing, wait, I think I already read it. Oh, the 17, my fault. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hard servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Can you move to the next slide? The next slide. The next slide. Now, that is the image of the prodigal son. So, uh, as Carlton has read to us, that after he had finished wasting all his money. Another version of the Bible says, the living Bible says, his money ran out. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. What a lesson there. That after, after that is usually what the devil does. The devil seeks to take us far away from the father. And after he has taken us far away from the father and we have wasted our lives doing things that does not please the father, then, he, then a need comes. You begin to be, to, to be in need. So this man started starving. And the Bible says he persuaded. He didn't even go to look for a job because nobody could hire him. He went to a farmer and he convinced the farmer to allow him to do anything, to feed even his pigs. And that farmer hired him. And the Bible says in verse 16, he became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. He had been so demeaned and so lowered. When the devil takes us out and takes us to distant land, to distant places, when we leave God's presence, he lowers us, the devil lowers us to the level of pigs. Now we know a lot of things about pigs. But one thing that stands out about pigs is that they like 
to play in the dirt and they like to eat dirty stuff. And they don't care. You can even find them at sewerage, but they will not care. So this man was lowered to the status or to the stature of pigs. Why? Because of a mistake he did. He left home. When we leave home, we go far. When we leave the presence of our father and go far, we lose that which is important, which is the love and the anchor and the canopy that comes from the father who covers us under the shadow of his wings. And if you reflect on the, on the verse Graylon was memorizing today in Psalms 27, the Lord is my salvation, who shall I fear? The Lord is my light, of whom shall I be afraid? Kids and, and parents, when we make the Lord our salvation and our light, we will not fear anything. We will not fear anything. We will not be afraid of anyone. But where does it start? It starts by remaining home. It starts by remaining in the presence of the Father. Bible says, even the food that the pigs eat, not even the food, the Bible calls them pods. This means that pigs could not be eaten or used for sacrifice. To protect themselves from defilement, Jews would not even touch pigs. For a Jew to stoop to feeding pigs was a great humiliation. And for this young man to eat food that the pigs had touched was to be degraded beyond belief. Belief. The younger son had truly sunk to the depths. For him to have got, wanted to eat what the pigs had already touched, and considering that in this culture, pigs were not even eaten. People could not go close to pigs. It shows how low he had gone, he had sunk. But I love verse 17. The Bible says he finally came to his senses. And he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here am I starving to death? Dylan, lead for us verse 18 to 21, please. Verse 18 to 21. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Hallelujah. So this man came to his senses. And just like him, our prayer is that we may come back to our senses when we go, when we leave home. This is where, this is the point at which character meets courage. Hallelujah. So is or courage rather meets character. So this is the time that he came back to his senses and realized I've been courageous, but I didn't have the character. He says, I'll go back to my father and tell the father, Father, I am sorry, forgive me. Just those three things. Father, I am sorry, forgive me. Father, 
I am sorry, forgive me. That is all that is needed. We don't need so many things. We don't need to give anything. We don't need to, to sacrifice anything. We just need to collect ourselves and take that step and go to the Father and tell the Father just these three things. Father, I am sorry. Forgive me. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. And next slide. And there it is. The Father received him. On Benjamin to read for us, verse 22 to 24. Luke, 18, Luke 15, verse 22 to 24. It says, Turn to, turning to his servants, the no. father, turning to his servants, the father said, Quick, bring me the best robe, my penny, my very own robe, and I'll place it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I'll put it on his finger. And bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate. For my beloved son was once dead, but now he's alive. Once he was lost, but now he is found. And everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. Thank you. So, when the father saw him, I want us to, to get something here. The father never went out to look for the son. The son had to take the step to go back home. Wow. Here is the point. Awesome. The father is always waiting for us. Mm. The father is always ready to receive us. Mm. The father is always at home. I will wake up. I will go to my father and I will tell my father, Father, I am sorry. Forgive me. And he went. And the father went and, and received him. Why did the father receive him? Because he was lost, but he is found. He was dead, but he's alive. The father did three things. He said, bring a rope. The father covered his nakedness. The father covers our sins away. Number two, the father said, bring a ring. Ring signifies royalty. The father did not just allow him to be a servant as he wanted. The father elevated him to royalty. And royalty is elevating from a son to a prince. So the father is always ready to elevate us from servanthood to sonship. And then from sonship to prince. Ring signifies royalty. And then the father said, prepare a great feast for us. To, uh, first of all, he said, bring the best shoes. Shoes mean, shoes means, the Bible says in, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse, verse 16, and don't forget to, verse 13 rather, don't forget to put on the shoes that signifies readiness to preach the gospel of peace. Shoes means let peace prevail. Let peace prevail. So the father did three things. The father covered his nakedness. The father elevated him to royalty. And the father, in, the father told him, all is forgiven. Now it is peace. And then they celebrated. Heaven is waiting for us to return home. Mm -hmm. If we went far, let's, let's, let's take a step and return home. There is always joy in heaven. When one sinner repents, 
when one person comes back home, there is always joy in heaven. Amani, read for us, verse 25 to 28. Hello? Yes. Verse 25 through 28. Now his elder son was in the field and as he came and drew night into the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, thy brother is come and thy father has killed the fatted cattle because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and entreated him. Amen. So they, in, so he come the younger, Come the older brother, the one who had character but did not have courage. Next slide, please. Yes, there. There, look at the older brother. I mean, that's just a, an image of an older brother. Mm -hmm. Come the older brother. Or oh, what is happening? Or oh, your brother has come back. The Bible says he was very angry. <laughs> Why was he angry? Because he had character, but he didn't have courage. And he saw the one that had courage had come back home and mm. he's been forgiven. But the brother looked at himself as self-righteous. Mm. Self-righteous. So I want us, I want Leanne to read for us 29 to 32, even as we conclude. Yeah. But he answered and said unto his father, look, these many Years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when his, when this son of yours came, he did divide your property with prostitutes. You killed the pattern of him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to, to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Thank you. Thank you, Leanne. Yeah. So the older brother comes back and he's very angry and the father and the father tells him, why don't you join us? He said, I cannot. Why? Because I have lived with you faithfully, I've served you faithfully, and this son of yours, he didn't even say my brother, he said this son of yours has wasted his property and he comes and you, your property and he comes back and you welcome him. And the father told him one thing, very, very simple. Everything that I have is yours. In other words, the father was telling the, the older son, you have never asked. At least your older brother dared to ask. You, you have never asked. How many times have we missed because we have not asked the father? Here is the crux of this whole thing. We got to have character and we got to, got to commingle it with courage. The older son had character. Uh, but did not have courage. The younger son had courage, but not have character. The father had commitment. He was committed to both of them. He loved both of them. Next slide. Compare the two brothers. Who do you think, what do you think 
about the two brothers. And which son do you think was better and why? I want to give maybe two people to just tell us in your own opinion, what do you think about the two brothers? And Ethan? I think the difference between these two brothers is that one, both of them had different traits and both of them were missing traits. And none, none of the sons were better than each other. They both had their share of mistakes. Mm. Oh, that's great. That's powerful. Yeah. Solomon yeah. had his hand too. Good job, Ethan. Thank you. Solomon, you want to say something? Yes. Well, what do I think about the two brothers is that they're both different from their comparison and they, they're also missing two traits and which son is better, which, which son is better as none. And why? Because they, they're, all, they're both missing two traits and one has characters and one has courage. And without characters and courage, if you have both, you're able to have character and courage to do to do. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Next, next slide, please. Some more questions to answer and ponder about which brother do you think Jesus wants us to copy? Mm -hmm. Which brother do you think deserves to be forgiven by the Father? And what does the Father in his story show us about God? And what kind of people does that does God not love? So which brother do you think deserves to be forgiven by the father? Anna? I would say both of them because both of them did something wrong. The younger brother, he left his father and the older brother, he got angry. And they both deserve to be forgiven because they both did something wrong. Yeah. That's great, Anna. Thank you. And what does this father in this story show us about God? What do you learn about the father and about God? And, and what does this show us about God here? Well, think about that as um, we go. Next slide, shows please. Us. Okay. Mm -hmm. Somebody wants it to shows us, Yeah. It shows us that God would rather um, have us to do something bad and know that we did bad and come back for his forgiveness than to just be good and like never do anything about it and like never come with him with courage. Oh, so that's a great, a great point, yeah. to not fear him. Yeah, that's a great point. That you, that you need to ask the, the, everything that the father ha, has belongs to us and all we need is to ask him and even if we ask him and he gives us, and, and, and sometimes we get tempted and tried and we walk away like the, old, uh, 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 the prodigal son, we also need to come back to our senses and go back to him. Mm -hmm. And Father is always forgiving. 
Why? Because Father is love. God is love. Any other lesson? Okay, as we as we go or as we finish, uh, look, uh, go to next slide. There are some questions also you want to ponder about people you are in class with or your friends uh, where you live. How does God feel about that person? Maybe a class clown or a class bully. Um, how does God feel about that person? How does uh, uh, how does God wants you to feel about that person? If you have somebody who is a clown who is always mean, who is always bullying. What does God want us to feel about that person? Do we, do we feel bad about them like the older son? Somebody has raised their hand? Yes, Solomon. Yes, I have. Oh. oh, it's Ethan or Solomon? Who is it? Me. Go ahead. What God, God, wants us, God doesn't want us to judge that person who's being a class clown or being a bully. God just wants us to leave, let them be. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Yes, Anna. God wants us to, if they're being rude, we can um, tell them to stop or we can pray for them and we can, um, if they're mean to us, we can pay them back with kindness instead of being rude to them. Kindness, that is great. Any other person? Praying for them, kindness, <clears throat> and being good, being good. The Bible says that if you are enemy or if that person who is mean to you asks you for water, give them. They ask you for, for, for drink, for bread, share it with them. If you do that, they will become ashamed and they will change. You, and remember, as you pray for them, God begins to change change them, whether it is family, whether it is people in school or people you, you live with, when, we, when, we, when, they, when they see the good things that we do because of our father, then they begin to change. Final slide, please. The next slide is, what is the key takeaway? For we need to accept we are wrong like the father. We need to accept that we, sorry, we need to accept we are wrong like the prodigal son and go back to, to the father and ask for forgiveness. We also need to admit that we need the father's love, that if we don't, if without the father's love, we are likely to get lost and the, the enemy is likely to destroy us. We need to agree that the father is right. The father, our God is always right. He doesn't make mistakes. He is right. He told the, the, the younger son, uh, I receive you. He told the older son, you don't need to be angry. Your brother was dead, he's, he's alive, he was lost, he's found. Now let's celebrate together. And we need to affirm the father's plan. We need to agree with it. The father's plan is the best. God's plan for our life is the best. And to the final slide, the, 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 the prayer of the prodigal son, uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 18 to 19. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. 
I no longer deserve to be called your child. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. This is the memory verse. This is the memory verse. May the Lord bless you. Over to you, uh, Pastor Joyce. Thank you. Thank you so much, Evangelist Ogutu. That was so, so powerful. Thank you, all the children that participated. And now we move ahead to Kahoot, please. 